Because I started reading them when I was homeschooled <laughs> still and just like weird things that I did and thought when I was homeschooled. I was like, I totally forgot that I this is something that I used to do. And that is fucking weird. <laughs> like, it's weird to like what was going to get on into with the mindset child. of things that like you thought made sense when you were a little kid. And like the logic just doesn't work now, but at the time you're like, no. yeah, that checks out. <laughs> no. I one of the things I remembered was, like, so in our living room of my childhood home, we had these two, there was, like, a big fireplace, and then these two windows that were, like, really, because it had very high ceilings. It was this, like, wooden house, and it had these very high wood ceilings, and then these two windows at the very top of, like, the wall with the fireplace, and why ever did this become a thing? that I thought or did, I don't know, but I was like, <laughs> uh, I used to just like invent these stories, like in my head of like things that were happening. And I was like, the Backstreet Boys are, are up there in the, the right, the window on the right hand side. I was like, they're up there and they can see me. So I'd always be like, Melanie, don't do anything weird. In front of the backstreet. Don't do anything gross. They're, they can see you right now. <laughs> we need to make a good impression. And so I would just, like, be doing my schoolwork on the couch, like, trying to look, like, cool. And, like, <laughs> whatever I thought, like, cool and normal was at that time. Like, they're, they're, they're keeping an eye on you, so... You need to make sure that they they know you're a normal, regular like cool a, gal. Like a hot version of Santa. Like, <laughs> to judge you. And I was like, hopefully Nick is paying attention. He's my favorite, but Brian's a sweetheart. So like, second second he's choice. Watching you would, too. You would go for him. Yeah. Um, and I literally like blocked that from my memory or something. And as I was, it was thinking so about weird these that you're like, like, I didn't do that. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I would be like, you have to blow your nose, leave the room so they can't see you. <laughs> like, they don't want to see that. You don't want them to see that. So make sure you do that in private. Because they can definitely see you right now. What the fuck? <laughs> what was wrong with me? You know, I mean, it's, it's a... There was a reason I was it's a It's a very um, Margaret Atwood, like, inside of every woman is a man watching a woman sort of thing. Oh my god. It was like... And I think at some point I switched them out for, like, a new person. Maybe Jesse McCartney. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was, like, clearly going through something. And... Uh, I'm like, where did I think that... Where... How did... Did I think they were just on the Melody, roof, you, like peering over the do side? Do you have, have a picture of yourself in this room? Because I really feel like we need to badly Photoshop the Backstreet Boys into the window. <laughs> I'll do it if you. I don't know. Want. I I definitely have a picture of myself in the room. I just don't know if I have the window. I'll have to like look. I mean, if if you I, if you do, just it would be magic. If not, I can, like, do a badly done drawing of, like, the, the fireplace <laughs> with the <bathroom laughs> to windows. And they had, my mom had put, well, because 
this is a little bit sad, but um, there were like clear windows high up on this house. Birds and, would hit um, them. Birds would yeah. fly into them a lot. And so my mom had put these like floral decals on there so that it didn't look clear. Um, it only worked sometimes, but I would be like, there were spots around it from which they could like, they, the Backstreet Boys, could peek in. <laughs> so it's like, they're just up there, just watching. They've got watching. nothing better to do. This is how they love nothing. to spend their time every day. Yeah, watching and you know, 10, 11, 12 year old child. <laughs> like, that. if that was the case, that's fucking creepy, <laughs> eh, Melanie? What are you doing? They're grown men. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. That, that just, like, that memory popping up was... It's like, you know, you know when, like, you know that you were weird, or, I mean... And then you like remember something like that, and you're like, that was more than I thought. <sighs> that was weirder yeah, than like, I thought hey, I was. Uh, in, a, in, in a different way. <laughs> in a way that I was hoping I wasn't, and you know what? That's just not the case. I don't think I've ever said that out loud to anyone before. I don't know if, like, maybe my... Well, you know, we, we also, like, <laughs> haven't even technically started this podcast, so I can take this all part yeah. out if you want it's out there now. I don't even. I, I can just clip it in after we. After I think I was we. like, it was like my se- it was like my secret to myself at the time. I was like, no one else knows this. No one else knows that they're up there. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is our little secret, and and I'm like. Hey. I had a variety of like <laughs> fantasy worlds, but I never really thought that like any of them were like actually happening. I just had like kind of different like stories I was continuously telling myself. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I'll get into, once we start talking about the book, why I then thought of that scenario, yes, yes. but, um, fucking A. <laughs> I mean, that's, anyway. that's a lot. Uh, should we actually talk about the, the yeah. thing? Oh, should we, we should do the, like, tell them what the podcast is, because we never did that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so we already talked about some stuff, but. Welcome to Pasture Bedtime <laughs> um, with me, Melanie. And, and me, Stephanie. I would like to point out I did not laugh after I said my name. I, I feel really proud of you. Thank you. Growth. Personal growth. <laughs> so uh, today I read the first book of the Phantom Stallion series. Um, yes. The Phantom Stallion, The Wild One uh, by Terry yep. Farley. Yes. So we took your suggestion and we're doing a series um, rather than one off. So this is a 24, I believe, book series. So get ready. Yes. Although I think the, the plan is that we're going to, this time we're just going to talk about the first book because we have to introduce all these characters and stuff. But the next couple times I'll read like a couple of books and we'll put those together so that this isn't like 24 episodes on the same thing. Yeah. I can tell that little Melanie definitely read the beginning of the series more than the rest <laughs> of it because like just the amount of wear and tear on the books. Book one and book two, yeah. like the cover starting to separate a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I reread those a lot. Definitely like by the time the older ones came out, I can't I, mean, I can't remember how much time had gone, but I think I was already Um Let me see when the last one came out. Yeah, maybe you're starting to, like, age out of reading them at that point. Yeah, so it came out... 2006. I I was 16 by the time the last one came out. Yeah, 
Um, and I mean, like, so I was definitely these are these are not at like not at a sixteen year old <clears throat> reading level by any means. But I will I will no. say that this was definitely more well written than the Valinor books. Like this actually had like this was a lot better. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I didn't, I it didn't was... hate reading it. I actually enjoyed it a little bit. <laughs> Yes, finally. And not because I, not because I was like racism, racism, <laughs> sexism. No, these uh, I still like enjoyed them, even though it was just yeah. By the time I you was just were a little bit more mature. Sixteen, yeah. I was yeah, and they're definitely like I was eleven when I first started reading mm. them. So it was uh, I was like sad that it was over, but I was definitely like yeah, you, you know, it was harder to relate to like a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. Girl. So what um, what do you so remember yeah. about the first book? So, um I should I read the overview like I If you want to, if do? you don't remember. Like yeah. I know because there are so many books it's probably hard to know like yeah. one. Yeah. I like vaguely remember um yeah, I'm pretty sure like the beginning part I I have a decent like memory of that um there were a couple of details that, like so I know that it's based on this it's based around this gal, Sam Forrester, and she is thirteen when it starts. Um she's been away and so this is the part that I couldn't remember why she went away. Um I thought it had something to do with an accident, but I couldn't remember like how many years or anything like that. Um but I had like looked up the book and it had said it was two years. So she had like had an accident on one of her horses and I'm assuming she like hit her head or something. Um, and so then she like went away for some reason for two years. Like, I don't know why, I don't remember why exactly like her dad tripped her off. Um, but like she lives with her dad on their ranch. Um, her mom died when she was little. Um, her dad is kind of like classic, classic old cowboy cowboy dad. dad. Um, and at the time when I was reading these, I had just met, um, like a couple months before I just met my, um, new best friend, Amber. And so I'd also just met her dad. And so I totally pictured Sam's dad, which I didn't remember his name, but it's Wyatt. Um, uh, so I pictured Wyatt as, as Amber's dad. Bill. Because when I first met Amber's dad, he was, like, all decked out, you know, and, like, the cowboy hat, the boots, these, like, wranglers. He was, like, very, like, tall, thin, like, just kind of tough-looking cowboy-ish thing, which is, like, really not his aesthetic, truly, but uh, it that was what my first impression of mm-hmm. him was, and so I always pictured her dad as Phil, um, which... I think made me not like her dad. It it gave me a little bit of a prejudice against her dad because um, I had a little bit of a prejudice against Phil. <laughs> um, and so, but I always pictured him as that. And um, so she like, the book starts with her coming home. And doesn't she have like a really short haircut? She gave herself a bad haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so that's a, like, you, you're introduced to her. She has this like really short bad haircut she's coming home um and it's like just her dad at their ranch they have like it's like a cattle ranch in nevada right Uh, her grandma's also there 
Her grandma is also there. I don't really remember her grandma at all. But it's, it's but in Nevada. She just mostly, like, makes pancakes and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you're, like, you meet, I think, like, basically right off the bat, you meet um, who became my huge childhood crush. And <laughs> Stephanie's <laughs> smiling because she knows. Um, Jacob, or Jake. And I always pronounced it in my head, L. Ellie, do you, is that? Do I, I think, think it's that's Eli, how it's pronounced. It's Eli, E-L-Y. it is Eli. Yeah, that's what I how yeah. I pronounce that. I think because the the names that I knew that were Eli was like E L I, and so I always in my head pronounced it. I also just this is it comes back to like learning words reading, just by yeah. reading them and not ever speaking them out loud to another person or hearing them. So there were many things that I did not know how to say. <laughs> but anyway, so Jake. Well, let's just say Eli. Um, and he is Shoshone? Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. Um, and he's like 16, tall, <laughs> handsome. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, bam. I'm surprised. This I'm surprised guy. <laughs> you didn't zero in on the 19 year old redheaded ranch hand. <laughs> I, I know. I think at the time, it was like that was too old. No, I know. Uh, I when I was yeah. when I was reading it, I was like, okay, I assume Jake's probably going to be the love interest. Although here's a redhead, so Melody maybe would have been interested in this guy. No, it was <laughs> it was definitely Jake. Jake, I was like immediately zeroed in on, and I can't remember if this came first or if there was another one, but there was another book um, that I read, and I cannot remember what it was, but it was a horse thing. And there was another, like, love interest that was a Native American boy named Jake. And so I, like, automatically was like, yes. And then later, Twilight came. And that I mean, had to be a Native fair, American I, boy named Jake. I have known a lot of Native American guys named Jacob. Like, that seems like it's kind of a common name for them. <laughs> it was at least a common, common theme in my reading. <laughs> in my reading world. Um, so I think that autumn, every time it came up, I was like, I already like this guy because I have an emotional connection. Also, they sound hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have so to be just, honest, like, I like, was looking really hard at this book when they first introduced Jake. I was like, uh, is this going to be like some like fake Native American mysticism because he's talking about like the horse training thing and it actually wasn't that bad um I was like yeah. if, if they like if they do some kind of like magical Native American guy thing I'm gonna be mad at them but it it wasn't it wasn't actually bad I I, I had okay, I, was, I, was gonna I, say, I, I had, a, I had my eyes like on it for a second where I was like is this gonna be racist but it seemed okay actually yeah he I, at the time, I had never heard of, like, Shoshone tribe at all. So, I, I had, like, Googled mm-hmm. them. I distinctly remember this. Like, being oh, like, they? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so he fucking shows up. I was immediately hooked. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna like this series. <laughs> um, and I always, that just was, like, my thing. I was always on the lookout for a love interest in general. Like, you know, having the horse background and then having some sort of what's well, important to love know story who, involved. Who, who the new boy who can look through your window and watch you do your homework could be <laughs> exactly. Sometimes, exactly. sometimes Always it's the Backstreet Boys. Sometimes it's Jake Eli. <laughs> exactly. Always on the lookout for a new 
person. Uh, and so that the reason that the Backstreet Boys thing came up in my head is because just historically, I always like create these like imaginary scenarios in my head that surround whatever boy I was like focused on at the time. Um, it almost always, and sometimes I'd be like the character that was also in the story. Sometimes I'd be me, just depending on what mood I was in. Um, but I would like create these stories. And so I would just like daydream and then like they'd progress, you know? Um, but it was like always like fixated around whatever that like boy character or whoever my current crush was in real life at the time. And then pretty much always at some point I was like singing either in a band or, like, just by myself, some, like, emotional song. And there's, like, always some sort of, Melanie, like, is this your way of asking drama? to sing in my band? Is that... <laughs> no, because I can't sing. But it was, like, my dream that I'd be able to sing and, like, express myself through song. They would get it. They would understand, like, the emotion that I was putting out there. There would be some big emotional drama we'd connect and it would like end in a kiss which is like always i was like that's just where things end you kiss fade to black yeah exactly that's it um that's the ultimate end goal is just getting one kiss um but so i had many many daydream fantasy things that involved jake eli and being sam and so like their whole world it was F. Weird time. Uh, as mentioned, I was homeschooled. Like, I did not have a lot going on. Um, but and the, it was thinking about that and those weird scenarios that I would think up that I was like, was like, oh, I used to do that thing with the fucking Backstreet Boys. Ugh, anyway. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so you meet him um, and you can, he's like kind of treats her like a big brother would, but you can also tell there's like there's some sort of connection there immediately. Um, and then uh, she's like back on the ranch. I don't really like remember a lot of specific details about it. I remember that she, there was like a, the accident had happened with her horse Blackie um, and Blackie was gone, but there was, she had a new horse and I think it was, I can't remember his name, but it's, it's like a bay, like a little short, He's like too small, like 14 hands or something, this little bay horse. And she was like afraid to get back on him initially because obviously she has trauma associated with the last time she was like at their ranch, like riding. Um, but then I think she, she develops a good relationship with this horse. And then at some point, um, you know, she sees the phantom stallion which is just, there's this stallion, this wild Mustang stallion who's gray at this point um, and is, like, clearly majestic and they, they make some sort of connection, but he's wild. Um, but she, like, has that moment of, like, is this Blackie, my, like, horse, now, like, grown up? Um, whatever. Anyway, those are, like, the big things that I remember. Um... And then I'm just going to read the the book overview that they have because I feel like I didn't do a great job with that. Yeah, the, um, I want you to know that the, the dramatic thing on the back of this book, it says, for the Phantom, there's only one girl. For Sam, there's only one horse. 
of like the There you go. I mean, so there, it's a multiple love story book series. So there's a love like, story hey, this between. Is, this is Ace Erasure. Excuse me. He's also here. He's been dragging your ass around this whole book. <laughs> no, okay, Ace. So Ace is yeah. her her funny. Yeah. I know, and she I, she does wind up like making a really good connection. Yeah, with and like the the trust between them builds. She just like because he's kind of stubborn. Ace right? likes to fuck with her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is like she's he'll, you know he'll she's act really really normal, way, so. and then he'll be like, and now I'm gonna randomly bolt in this direction. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Doesn't he like run directly at the fence yeah. or something? Yeah, one he of the first times that she gets times. on him. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I wind up really loving their dynamic. Um, but, all right, the book overview says, and this is um, on Thrift Books, which is my personal favorite website to look up these horse books because you get a good description um, and then you get to read people's reviews. And the reviews that people leave on this page are always like very intense, but amazing. Um, Okay, so the book overview says, when 13-year-old Samantha returns home to her family's cattle ranch in Nevada, she's worried. She moved away two years ago to recover from a bad fall off her beloved Mustang, Blackie, and she's still, she's still not sure she can get back in the saddle. Her new colt doesn't seem to like her. Well, he's not a colt, right? Ace is a gelding? Yeah. Okay, anyway, that's incorrect. He's a, yeah, he's not um, like a baby either. I mean, he's a couple years yeah. old. He's like, a, he, he was a wild Mustang. He's got like the the mark yeah a colt is just the reference a colt is like a a young stallion i mean so, you know yeah, before he, they're gelded, he's gelded and um, he's, i don't think he's that young he's and they're when they're when they're yeah. young yeah um so her new colt doesn't seem to like her and the other ranchers treat her like she's the boss's spoiled daughter and blackie has been missing since that fateful day but that's just the beginning when Sam suddenly finds the fate of a mysterious Mustang who may or may not be the missing Blackie, resting in her hands, she has to learn to be a re- real cowgirl, ready or not. The classic theme of a girl and her horse is set against the ba- a backdrop of Mustangs, tumbleweeds, and a West that's still wild. Phantom Stallion number one, the wild one. Oh, then I think they're just doing like a uh, quick like summary, mm-hmm. but it says, On a moonlit night, a Mustang comes to Sam. Is it Blackie grown up and gone wild? Is it the legendary Phantom Stallion? Or could it be both? <laughs> um, so yeah, that... That's a pretty good summary. It got, you know, it's got uh, five customer reviews, five stars. Which I've got to agree with. Um... Oh, wow. Okay, this um, one review from this person says, I really liked this book. Terry did an awesome job on this series. (laughs) Samantha, Sam Forrester, has come home after a long two years in San Francisco. Because of a writing accident, everyone is very overly protective of her, especially her pal, Jake Eli. Jake, as well as various other people, blames himself for her accident because he was writing with her when it happened. Then a wild horse called the Phantom comes to her in the middle of the night, not just once either. Sam believes it is her colt, Blackie, or Zanzibar, grown up and wild. A nearby rancher, Slocum, wants the Phantom for himself, so he hires a cowboy, Flick, to work for the BLM and capture him. The Phantom is caught, and Sam saves him from Slocum, with the help of her buddy Jake, and from captivity, leading him to freedom on her cowpony Ace. 
This is a wonderful book, and I recommend it to anyone, even if you don't like horses. <laughs> um, okay, so that was the, the other thing, just in general, with this series. I didn't know what the BLM was before this, but there's definitely, like, you can tell that Terry has, like, very particular feelings about the BLM, and they're, like, they're kind of capturing of Mustangs. Mm-hmm. Um I think she's not a huge fan. And so I was always like, I grew up just very distrustful of the BLM and like, um, just based on like how she was like, they capture these Mustangs and like people treat them like shit basically. And I, you know, sometimes they're killed, whatever. Um, she's, yeah. So she is not a huge fan of the BLM. Although eventually a BLM ally comes into play. I don't remember if she gets introduced. I don't think she's introduced. She is. One, but yeah, she's in. Yeah. She is. Brenna? Yeah. Yep. She has red a red braid. Is that correct? Yeah. She does have red hair and she's like, you know, wearing like business professional outfits. So she has her hair yeah. back in a French braid most of the time. Yeah. Brenna. She works with BLM. Don't trust her initially, but then... Than they do. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, I'll, let me tell you what. <laughs> that first book changed my life. <laughs> and it just, it really drew me in. So, like, Unicorns of Balinor are my favorite, like, fantasy kind of horse um, series, whatever. But The Phantom Stallion was my, like, ultimate, just like, contemporary modern horse book series i was in it to win it i was very invested in the characters and the horses i was constantly waiting for the books to come out and that was you know that was like five years of my life spent uh just reading these books (laughs) i mean amongst other ones but yeah i was it was my it was my favorite so, now let's hear, uh, okay, so now, uh, this is funny for your trots <laughs> with Stephanie, as she will tell us where I messed up, give us her thoughts, general summary of the book. Okay, so, um, the, so Sam, when she, there was a, an incident with Blackie, she got clipped in the head. She got a serious head injury from that, and the the mm-hmm. the main reason they don't go into like super detail about like the the medical reasons, but basically like they thought that she needed to be somewhere with like closer access to a hospital in case like she had mm-hmm. like you know brain bleeding or something like that because where they live mm-hmm. out in like the Nevada desert, they're two hours away from the hospital. So if anything mm-hmm. happened, there wouldn't be enough time for for them to get there, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So she goes to live with her aunt in San Francisco for a couple of years. Oh, and then at that point, I guess she's, like, out of the danger zone for having, like, further complications from that head injury. And then they have her come back. Mm-hmm. So that's the stated reason. What is her aunt's name? Uh, Sue. Sue. Okay. She's a teacher. Um. So, she's just come back, um, she was, like, she's feeling a little bit, like, people think that she's, like, a city girl or something like that, just because, like, her, the way that she dresses now is, like, a little bit different, she's been, like, 
you know, living in a city and doing stuff like going to the movies like three times on the, the weekend and you know, that's like not mm-hmm. an option in like the Nevada desert. So her like Yeah. There's just like an attitude where people like aren't sure if she's like still the same type of person. Um Yeah. And it's been, like, several years since she, like, actually spent a lot of time riding horses. So she still, like, mostly knows what she's doing, but as far as, like, all of the details of, like, ranch work, she definitely fucks up a few times with with things mm-hmm. just because she's, like, showing off a bit or trying to prove herself or, like, you know. Ace does the, the classic, let me, like, fill my belly with air so that you fall off <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Um... So she, her, her dad drives her back, um, from the airport. She's got her new short haircut and they show up and Jake and her grandma are like already at the house. Jake like doesn't live there, but he basically lives there. Like he's there all the time and he like works with her dad, like helping to like train horses. That's part of like what they do is I, they get like. I think they mostly buy Mustangs, and then he, like, Mm -hmm. trains them for ranch work, and then they Mm -hmm. get sold off to other people um, after that. Was he doing that? Was he, like, riding a horse when they first got there? I don't know. I don't think so. He's, like, in the kitchen hanging out with her grandma. But, um... Okay, okay. He he trained Ace originally um, to do what he does, and has, like, trained and sold other horses that's, like kind of how he makes a living but also it's like his ranch that like jake's parents own like they have like six boys and he's he's the youngest one so like if he Mm -hmm. like hangs around on his own property he gets all the shit chores because he's like the low man Mm -hmm. on the totem pole so he's like Mm -hmm. instead of like shoveling poop and picking up eggs and stuff i'm gonna come over here and do this more interesting work that i enjoy doing more and i'm still bringing in money so my parents don't care and also like Mm -hmm. they're not having to feed me because i'm just hanging out at this other place all day so like they don't have a problem with him basically just not ever being there Um, (laughs) like he's he's at their house for like most meals it seems like it's like pretty much like jake her dad and her grandma like every meal what does she call her Just grandma? Graham. Yeah. Graham. Okay. Um so I thought. So there's like kind of a weird dynamic with like Sam and her dad and Sam and Jake for like the beginning of this partially because like she just like she previously had like a serious injury and so there's like a little bit of protectiveness but also there's like a mm-hmm. lot of um hard and like possibly dangerous work that you have to do on a ranch and if she's going to be there she has Mm -hmm. to do ranch stuff so there's like quite a few like dangerous things that she has to do that like they're not like they're obviously like loki not happy about having her do but also they're like if you're going to be on the ranch you have to do this stuff so we have to let her do it um and it's not like because it's not just in case anyone listening is worried about that. It's not because, like, she's a girl and a woman. It's because she had this serious injury. Yeah, she right previously had a head injury yeah. and they're just, like, feeling weird about it because they're like, well... Yeah. So it's not, like, it's not sexism. It's just they're worried because they, they went through a trauma, too. And also she was... she's, like, a 13-year-old girl and, like, hasn't yeah. been doing 
any ranch stuff for a few years, so she's, like, out of practice with that kind of stuff. Like, there's yeah. legit reasons for them to have She's like a greenhorn again. Yeah. Um, and, like, they go into it at a certain point because, like, I don't know, she and, she and Jake have, like, a very weird, um... Like, they, like, kind of like to, like, tease each other, but it's not, like, super hostile for the most part. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's kind of part of the issue. Like, they have a whole talk about it at one point um, where he's like, okay, look, we got to get this out there. We have to talk about, like, the accident. And essentially, he's like, he says something along the lines of, like, sometimes I don't even know if we should hang out because, like, I tease you and you take it as a challenge or a dare and then you do reckless things. And so it makes me mm-hmm. feel like maybe I shouldn't even be, like, hanging out with you because this is, like, what our dynamic is. And that's part of what mm-hmm. happened with the accident is that they were, like, mm-hmm. working on training her horse. Um, mm-hmm. And they were supposed to close this gate and, like, the gate noise was spooking him. Um mm-hmm. But Jake was kind of, like, needling her and, like, making her, being like, no, just do it. And it got to, like, something happened where the gate partially closed on her horse. He freaked out because he thought he was trapped and bolted. Mm -hmm. She wasn't able to stay on, fell off, and got Mm -hmm. clipped in the head. And they were, like, they had been riding out and were, like, miles away from her house. And Mm -hmm. he, like, saw her head like she had a serious head injury she was bleeding a lot but he didn't yeah. think he should move her um also yeah. he would have been like you know 14 at the time so it's yeah. like he doesn't he doesn't really know um so he had to like ride back get her dad to come get her and just like believe her like bleeding in the desert so <laughs> he's like so i feel really bad about that obviously so he's yeah. like just sort of like always like kind of monitoring her a bit in this book where he like he's just like always watching her a bit being like are you fucking up is she gonna get hurt (laughs) like he's just like feeling really guilty and like responsible for her um because there was this accident that he kind of feels like was his fault for like teasing her that's a big trauma i mean it was a big trauma for her but that's a big trauma for him too yeah and like also i can kind of see especially at that age right you have like a 10, 11 year old girl who's like looking up to you and kind of following you around. And maybe that's mm-hmm. like, like, it does seem like they had a good dynamic, but also like, you're going to kind of like tease her, you know? Cause she's like a kid yeah. that's like following you around all the time. So yeah, it like, it's an understandable dynamic, but it, yeah, yeah. you can see how, like if you were that older boy and then that, and then, like, that person literally had to, like, not live with her dad anymore, which I'm sure, like, really affected her dad, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you're working with him all the time. Like, yeah, that would be, like, heavy on both of you. Yeah. Um. So, that that's the, that's the main thing with, like, her injury. But there doesn't seem to... There's no reason, as far as I know, to think that, like, she has any permanent consequences at this point. Like, there was a mm-hmm. period of time when they were wanting to monitor her more closely about that. But it's been mm-hmm. long enough that they're like, okay, if something was going to happen with that, then it would have happened by now. It would have yeah. happened. So there's there's no reason to think that, like, anything else would... Like, if she, if she hit her head again, it wouldn't kill her or anything like that. There's no reason to think it's, like, that serious, as far as mm-hmm. I know. Um, so... 
the the villain of our book uh, is is Link Slocum, who is very uh, what's the term? All hat and no cowboy. <laughs> uh, he's mm. he's like some dude, some rich guy who like moved there within the last year and like you know has like a trophy buckle he bought at the pawn shop and like yeah, that's right. has like. You know, is always, like, driving around in a truck with, like, his air conditioning on and, like, uh, shit like that. He's just, like, kind of lame. And he's got, like, a a large property but very few, like, actual cattle on it. It's just kind of, like... He's one of those dudes who's like, oh, yes, I always wanted to move out west and own a ranch, you know. But he's not really Mm -hmm. a rancher. Doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was waiting this whole book for some of the tropes to appear, and they do mention that he has two children who we don't meet in this book. And I was like, the whole book, I was like, where's our rich blonde girl? It's got to be his daughter. Is Rachel a rich blonde bitch? I feel like she has to be. I don't remember, actually. I, well, I'm anticipating it. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, there's got to be that trope. We don't have a beautiful dog. Doesn't happen in this book, anyway. Um, she does rescue a calf that gets separated from the herd and gets stuck in, like, some quicksand when they're traveling with it, um, named Buddy. So, there's Mm -hmm. that. Um. Cute. Yeah, there kind of, like, aren't any, really any other kids or, like, really any other women in this book for most of it. Like, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. like, pretty much just her and Jake and then a bunch of male ranch hands and then Gran, who just is spending all of her time cooking and cleaning. Um, and then Brenna, the Bureau of Land Management. Brenna. Um, so, yeah. Link is, like, very into the idea of catching the Phantom Stallion to the point that he has, like, given the horse a scar on its neck because he tried to catch mm. it with a truck threw a rope around its neck that had like a th- like a block of cement and threw that out of the truck so that it would like yank its neck down and stuff um and then he could have caught it at that time but he got d- distracted like trying to catch another horse and the phantom selling got away from that while he had left it alone and then he tried to pay jake to track it and jake was like no i'm not like, I'm just, I'm so busy with school and stuff. I just, I simply do not have Jesus. the time. Because <laughs> he didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, um, good for him. Jake does a lot of, like, kind of low-key passive-aggressive things to fuck Link over, which I like. Like, he's not, like, like, Sam kind of gets into into verbal arguments with Link a few times. Like, they, like, mm-hmm. he, like, creepily threatens her towards the end of the book. Like, we must have a threatening adult man. But, like, yeah, always. Jake's move is to do things like there's, like, a dramatic scene where they're trying to get to, like, the, the BLM um, before Link does because they've caught the Phantom and she wants, she needs to, like, mm-hmm. be there before him. And he just takes, like, a, he stops the car at a place where there's only, like, room for one car to go and just takes out, like, one of the major parts of it and gives it to her and is like, go ahead. And then he just pretends like the car broke down. <laughs> oh, sorry, car's broken. Can't move it. Guess guess you can't go. You're gonna have to walk. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, Love him. So she, like, the at the beginning when she first gets there, like, she basically doesn't even have any time to settle in because they're about to be moving all of their cattle from, like, one area to another. 
Um, because I guess they have an area where their cows go for, like, certain times of the year because there's better grazing and whatever. Um, and then when their calves get to be a certain size or age, they get moved to a different area because then they're going to be selling them soon or something. I don't know anything about ranching. Um, but there's a reason that they're doing this. And so it's, like, mm. them and another ranch, which is, uh, Link's Ranch, are in the same area, so they're doing this, like, cattle drive together. Um... And so she has, like, you know, she's trying to, like, get the hang of, like, writing again, and then is writing for, like, ten hours a day, and is really tired, and there's, like, a lot of stuff with that. But throughout this period of time, there's, like, a lot of, like, small mistakes that she makes where, like, oh, she spooked this cow, and then there was a stampede. Or, like, you know, Ace, like, fucks around with her and pretends to bolt, and then she almost falls off in front of everyone, and it's very embarrassing for her. Um, there's several of these times where, like, it's, like, she basically, she doesn't get hurt, but she kind of puts herself in a mildly dangerous situation with the horse riding, and then, like, her dad and Jake are just visibly mad at her for a little while, but they don't say anything about it. They're just, like, not looking at her for, like, a day because they're mad. Um... Ugh, a classic movie. Which, like, honestly, I kind of, like, it's sort of funny, and I sort of respect that they're not, like, yelling at her. Like, there's, like, one part where yeah. she does something, like, that pisses her dad off, and he just doesn't talk to her, and then, like, she hears him upstairs, like, throwing his boots when he takes them off. <laughs> but, like, the whole time, like, you're, it's not, it doesn't seem, like, threatening or anything like that. They're, yeah. they're just like, I'm mad because I got worried. How dare you make me feel an emotion? Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this poor man. They were, they were traumatized. I, yeah, I mean, that's... That, yeah, they don't know they what don't to know do what with to do. it. <laughs> so they're like, I'm just going to be staring at this wall for a while. <laughs> Excuse me. Um... <laughs> That's, like, that's, there's, like, one part where, like, something dangerous happens, and then she goes to talk to Jake, and he's like, do not talk to me right now. <laughs> and then she keeps trying to talk to him, and he's just, like, like staring off, because he's mad. Which, to some <laughs> level, that, I just, like, to some degree, think it's really funny when, like, men do that, like... More like grown it's like men, sulking, but I, yeah. I put Jacob. It is, and it's like that's kind of like what teen. You know, it's just I feel like it's a middle school thing of like you have upset me, and I am therefore not going to, to speak to you. <laughs> and like I don't know, I don't know how to manage my emotions. How dare you? How so dare you not make me to process to my feelings? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's like that's the hallmark of like a lot of their relationship things is she just does something that one or both of them hates and then they're just quietly mad for a while. <laughs> that is, I will definitely accept that over being Yeah, like, no, like, like, or she, like, like, she, it's also like, it's not like a weird silent treatment where she doesn't understand what's going on. She like, yeah. is full, she, she understands like that they're mad about it and she knows why yeah. and everything. So it's not like she's like, I just don't know why they're not talking to me. She's like, yep, they're mad again. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> they're mad. Um, but I mean, they don't like, there's a few things like, for example, that like calf, you know, it gets stuck in some quicksand or whatever because it rains mm -hmm. while they're out in the desert and there's mm -hmm. like a crust that forms on the Nevada desert. 
that is really easy to break, and then there's some, like, more moist sand underneath there that you can, like, get stuck in, and then you might have to pull them out. So there's, like, a strayed calf that they're not sure, like, whose calf it was. There's no mom around. They don't know. Um, And she kind of, like, helps get it out by, like, splaying herself out with a rope and grabbing it and, like, helping them pull her in and stuff. And, like, that's, like, a fairly dangerous thing, but they let her do it because they, like, basically Mm. can't afford to, like, lose these animals. And they were willing to, like, be like, well, you know, that happened. It's in the quicksand. There's nothing we can do. But once, like, uh, Pepper, who is the 18-year-old redheaded ranch hand, used to live in a colder area. And he's like, this is what we would do if if somebody, like, fell into into the ice. So this would probably Mm -hmm. work for this. If you just have somebody very light spread themselves out so that their weight isn't all on one spot, you can probably get close enough to grab it if you want. And she's obviously the lightest person. Mm -hmm. And she was the one who was, like, insisting that they save this calf. So it's like, okay, well, you you take responsibility for this then. Um, but so, like, throughout this, like, journey, she sees the Phantom Stallion several times. It seems like it's approaching her a bit, but, like, mm-hmm. not, like, fully, it's not, like, letting her pet it or anything like that. But it keeps, like, kind of mm-hmm. coming around her. And, like, at one point, she's supposed to be doing, like, night hawking or whatever. And, um, mm-hmm. Ace run like... And the Phantom Stallion, like, have, like, a moment, and then they go off somewhere, and she gets to, like, see this enclosure where all the wild mustangs are hanging out. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, like, Ace used to be a mustang, so they feel, like, Mm -hmm. okay with him being there. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's, like, like, Ace and the the Phantom Stallion, like, kind of... I I don't know if they bond, but they at least, like, have a bit of a better relationship. And there's a, a moment mm-hmm. later on where she's, like, trying to get the Phantom Stallion to go to a certain place. And he, like, follows Ace because he's like, yeah, I know that horse. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, So they keep having these little, like, moments. And she's trying, like, she's she's fairly certain that this is her horse, Blackie, because it's responding to its secret name, which is Zanzibar. So I was like, mm-hmm. it's not a, that cool of a name. But also, I guess you were, like, 11 when you named it, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But that was, like, part of the um, the the type of, like, bonding that Jake taught her to do is, like, you're supposed to give your horse a secret name that only mm-hmm. you and the horse ever hear. And that's supposed to, like, bond mm-hmm. you guys together better. Um, which kind of seems similar to, like, when you're training a dog, you sometimes people will train it in another language so that it only mm-hmm. is hearing those particular, like, commands and words from one person. So mm-hmm. I was like, I, there's probably, like, I could see that. That makes a little bit of sense. Like, because I was, like, eyeballing it, like, are they going to do some weird, like, oh, he's he's got Native American mystic traditions. But I was like, that makes sense mm-hmm. as, like, a training, an animal training technique. Um, yeah. And then there were some other things, like, the first time you ride it, you're supposed to mount it in water, and, like, a couple of mm. other things like that that are, like, part of, like, horse, like, breaking techniques that are, like, something he was supposed to have learned, like, through tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about that, so maybe that's valid, too. But the, the like, yeah. the specific name thing, I was like, I could see that. That kind of seems similar to having, like, you know, 
special command words and stuff. But yeah, for sure. So they're like, are these moments? And then meanwhile, like Link is noticing kind of that like she ha- has some kind of connection to the Phantom Stallion, and I think it's like he clearly kind of I think knows that that was her old horse. Because her horse had, like, a pedigree to it, and he seems to have, like, a good enough eye to know, like, what pedigree the Phantom Stallion might have, which would have been similar to hers. And he's constantly, Mm -hmm. like, saying weird stuff about Mustangs, like, calling them range rats and saying that, like, basically Mm -hmm. they're useless and he would never breed them with his own animals, but then he's still, like, really into the idea of catching this particular stallion. It's like, if you don't... If you don't think it has any value, then why are you trying to do this? Um, yeah. But he, like, says something weird about how, like, oh, yeah, like, young girls, like, attract horses to them or something like that. And Jake's like, yeah, I think that's unicorns. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, but at some point on this trip, Link, like, steals her, like, favorite sweater and, and like, is using that to try to attract the stallion oh, later like her on. Scent? Yeah. It's, that's, like, that's vaguely creepy. mentioned that she can't find it. And I was like, oh, that creep stole her clothing. And he totally did. Because there's a thing later where cool. he, like, makes a complaint to the BLM that this horse is bothering his property so that they'll try to catch him. And then they, mm-hmm. they bring the horse in, basically, like, being fairly docile, because it ha- they put her sweater, like, they used that to blindfold him, and then they take it mm-hmm. off, and he fucking freaks out, and they're thinking that they might have to kill the horse, and that's when she has to, like, rush to get there, right? So, mm-hmm. anyway, throughout this, she's having uh, various meetings with the stallion, um, and she talks to Jake and her dad, like, after several of these things have happened, telling them that she, what she suspects, that this might be Blackie and why she thinks that and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, like, they, they're they're pretty much on board because his, um, his sire, Smoke, had had a similar change in coloration where he had been a very dark cult mm. and then over the years got to be, like, a whitish-gray color. He, like, changed mm-hmm. over time. So that, that could make sense for them. <laughs> Because oh. Blackie was, like, bred, like, he was born there, yeah, right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like he was a Mustang that they caught, and then it was like they had raised yeah, him. Yeah, his, like, his, his okay. like, sire was a a Mustang of some kind, I think, but um, okay. they, like, there... But it was at their range. Yeah, and there was, like, some pedigree okay. with, like, the mom or whatever, but... um. Okay, just wanted to make sure. It's like, he's, like, part quarter horse, part, like, Arabian or something. Um, Like, one of the... I think one of his, like, predecessors had been, like, a, like in some form of races, too. So he has, like, mm, some bloodlines okay. or whatever. But, um, yeah. so it's believable that he could have gone from being black to being this, like, dappled gray because it, that had yeah. happened before in his bloodline as well. Um, mm-hmm. And they're saying that, like, her dad says something along the lines of, like, yeah, I very occasionally will see, like, Mustangs at, like, some of our water holes and stuff like that. So the fact that you've, like, encountered this this same one, like, four or five times, like, that's not a coincidence. It's obviously, like... Yeah. It's it's intentionally approaching you, basically. So yeah. they kind of they kind of buy that this might be her horse. Um, yeah. But it's, like, it would cost money if the BLM, like, 
catches it and then they have to adopt it. There's an adoption fee Mm -hmm. and they don't really have that much money. And then it's also like, okay, well, what, like, what role would he even be able to serve on our farm? Like, we'd have to geld Mm -hmm. him, which you probably don't want. But we also, like, Mm -hmm. people are not going to pay to breed their animal to a wild horse because there's not a good, like, view of wild horses in this area. People think they should just be shot, basically. Um, Yeah. And so they're like, I don't, I don't know what, like, even if we could catch him and get him, like, what would he even do here? Um, Mm -hmm. and she doesn't, like, she kind of comes to the conclusion towards the end of the book that she would, she doesn't even, like, want him to be caught. Like, she wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. want him on the ranch. She, like, thinks that he's probably fine out there, but she doesn't want Link to have him. Yeah, she doesn't want him to be in danger, but she also doesn't want to Yeah, so in, like, stifle in the In the last incident, when, like, Link has done this thing and he's, like, basically tricked them into, like catching him at the BLM. Um, uh-huh. She's had several conversations with uh, Brenna at the BLM. Like, she, like, has repeatedly called them and been asking questions. Basically, she was, like, was trying to feel out whether her horse was there and whether, like, they would be able yeah. to, like, do something if they did catch this horse. Um, and there are, like, ways that, that, that they could prove the pedigree, but it would be expensive. Like, there's DNA testing that they could do if they have mm-hmm. other animals that are related to him to prove that maybe he mm-hmm. came from their stock. But it would cost, like, a couple thousand dollars. He looks different, yeah. so the photographs couldn't be convincing at this point. So it's, like, it's yeah. legally, it, it would be hard for them to prove that this was their animal. Although Brenna, like, mm-hmm. sees their interactions and is like, as a horsewoman, like, this is convincing to me. It's obviously your animal. But from a legal perspective, I yeah. don't have proof, you know? Um, yeah. But, like, in the course of, like, him trying to insist that he should get this horse, like, Link basically admits to doing several illegal things. And she's like, yeah, I'm actually uh, going to bar you from adopting a horse from us because you've just admitted <laughs> to doing, like, four different prohibited acts. Where he's, yeah. like, it, he admits to basically, like, endangering an animal and, like, all of this other stuff. Like, because mm-hmm. Jake brings up that, like, he tried to pay him to track her horse after he, like, injured it and then it was yeah. bleeding and stuff like that. Um and Brennan's like, oh, interesting. So you didn't report that there was an injured Mustang, which is something that we're supposed to know about so that we can, like, try mm-hmm. to help them. Um, oh, and, like, okay, well, you're claiming that you didn't know that you're, you're saying that you're one of your, like, people tried to catch this horse, but then obviously you were aware that this had happened and you didn't report it. So that's another violation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's, like, this whole bit where he keeps trying to make excuses for himself and then just, like, coming, and coming up with another crime. <laughs> which like um because she was worried about him adopting it sam had already looked up the regulations about what are what are things that would make you ineligible to adopt a horse because she was wanting to see if she could Mm -hmm. adopt him um Mm -hmm. and she like on like purple stationery has like like writes out like a list of all the things that link has done that would make him ineligible and like gives it to brenna (laughs) so she's like definitely aware and she's like she doesn't want him to be able to adopt it either um yeah and so the what they decide to do basically is um there's a couple of things that the the bureau of land management can do 
with a horse they've caught, and one of the options is they can release it to enrich an existing, like, population of horses. Um, mm-hmm. And they decide that that's what they they can justify doing for the Phantom Stallion, because, like, he's got, like, good bloodlines, like, the herd that he's mm-hmm. been in seems like they're really healthy and everything like that, and there are other, like, small groups that don't have, like, good stallions leading them, so they can just release mm-hmm. him in, like, the area near the BLM where there are these other smaller herds, and he could potentially, like, bring them together and would probably, like, enrich the population with, like, his babies that actually mm-hmm. have some pedigree to them. So mm-hmm. she ends up having to, like, use Ace basically to, like, lead him out of the thing because he's got trauma around Gates. He's been abused multiple times by, like, Lynx people trying to catch him and stuff like that. So they, like, he won't let them put a rope on him. But they're Mm -hmm. able to sort of do, like, a Judas horse situation and have Ace lead him out and, like, let him, Mm -hmm. let him go. Um, yeah, and that's, like, kind of the end of this book is she's able to, she's able to get him out, um, I do think it's, there's a part where she's, like, talking, she's telling, like, her dad and Jake about the things, like, like, Link having stolen her sweater on the cattle drive, because that's when it was missing, Mm. because he was planning on using it to, like, do this to her horse, and she calls him a weirdo, (laughs) which I was like, yeah, it's pretty weird to steal a sweater from a 13-year-old girl as an adult man, I agree with this. (laughs) Fair point. Um, and then he, like, threatens her and says a bunch of, like, mean stuff in, like, the BLM thing, but he just, like, keeps digging himself a hole, and Brenna's like, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I, uh, I have no reason to adopt a horse to to him, and I'm not going to. (laughs) Like, as long as I'm in charge of this, it's not happening. So, she, like, is, is, like, pretty decided against him at that point. Um... There was some indication in the beginning that maybe Brenna and her dad are, like, mildly flirting, so we'll see if that goes anywhere, but... Uh, but yeah, that's that's the end of the book. And, like, as far as the, like, relationship with her and Jake goes, it, like, it seems like something that they're probably... Like, I can see how this could develop into a romance, but there's, like, a few things in this where, like, everyone else is, like, having those thoughts but her because she's fucking 13. So, like, yeah. there's one part where her grandma's just, like, in a bad mood and is, like, being kind of, like, mean to Jake and to her and just, like, snappy and everyone's like, what's her problem? She's just been, like, pissed off for several days. And it turns out it's mm-hmm. because, like, you know, Sam's been, like, kind of going out a bit at night because she's trying to like interact with the phantom stallion and she tends to see him more in the evenings and her grandma thinks and she thinks she's going to like sneaking around or something but then just how much sam just doesn't even know what she's talking about convinces her she's like grandma i just wanted to go look at the horses (laughs) her grandma's like Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. You're clearly this was obviously had not even occurred to you. So <laughs> she basically, yeah, like her grandma's like immediately like, oh, they're fucking. And Sam's like, I just wanted to look at the horses in the moonlight. Jesus. It's just really funny. <laughs> I like that. Jake I like that they Jake like also keep knows her... nothing. Like he's just like, why is yeah. she being me? <laughs> I like that they do keep, like, that kind of level of innocence to her. It's not, like, 
I don't know. I mean, like, she it's just, kind of she sweet. does mention that, like, Jake has become handsome now, but also, like, they've got, like, they've got, like, a weird, like, more familial dynamic, so I yeah. don't think, I can, like, see how this could develop into that, but I also think that, like, especially because, like, they're all still focused on the fact that she had this injury and there was this, like, traumatic yeah. incident for everybody, that, like, it's, it's... Like, there's probably a level of protecting that is going on right now that, like, kind of doesn't even, like, allow him to think of her as, like, an independent person in that. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he like, probably is, like, he's all up in his uh, in his other feelings. He probably hasn't even yeah, thought about it in that sure. way yet. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, and I do like that, like, instead of it just being, like, a really, um kind of shallow, like, romance or whatever, that it, like, even at this point in, like, book one, they definitely have, like, a more, like, real and personal connection with each other, you yeah. know? Like... I think that's why I really liked that series, is because, I mean, and just in general, and definitely, like, more so as I've gotten older, but, like, and I think we've talked about this, but, like, we like character-based things. Like, we like a strong character background and like I feel like the the characters in this series are really well developed and you do you can you like have more of a connection with them and with their relationships because they're they're not shallow things like you know they all have a lot of depth yeah I mean like if this book had started out like with that. her being like oh this hot 16 year old guy and he was also into it and that was all there was going on I wouldn't be a fan of it but because, like, no. basically neither one of them have even thought about it at this point, like, that makes sense to me. Like, because if you're, like, yeah. 16, you're not necessarily thinking, oh, yeah, this 13-year-old girl is definitely a romantic prospect for me. You're like, oh, remember that last time we hung out and I accidentally got her seriously injured? Well, now I'm always going to be yeah. watching her. <laughs> like, I'm going to make sure she's okay. Um, yeah. And it would be weird, too, going from, like, really the last time you interacted with a person, they're, like, a, you a know, child, a, a and child, then they're, like, an older teenager. Yeah, yeah like, there's definitely, to, like, to a, rediscover that dynamic that, that takes time. Yeah, yeah, so that, like, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not as bothered by the age discrepancy as I could have been, um, but also yeah, nothing has happened sure. yet. Um, yeah. Because it just seems like, yeah, he, like, actually, like, sees her as a person, so, which is, yeah. like, nice <laughs> it's nice to yeah. have them actually have a relationship as opposed to just being yeah. like and now there's a guy i was vaguely sexually interested in what are his other qualities does it matter none <laughs> none does he have does he have qualities yeah. or redeeming qualities no yeah yeah i mean <laughs> is he hot yes <laughs> yeah jake actually has a personality yeah. and personal qualities <laughs> yeah and, uh, love yeah. him love him so well We'll um, see where it goes, but that's that's the end of book yeah. one, and then for next time okay. I'll do the next two books. Okay, so uh, scale of one to ten ponies, um, literary work, um, content, literary merit. It's probably like a seven. Like it's a pretty decent book. It's it's no. not like you know a work of classic literature, but it's more well written. Yeah. There's better characterization and stuff than some of the other ones for sure. That's. I think that might be our highest score to date, so that we're off to a good start. Um, scale one to ten ponies, uh, horse content. This is very horsey. Yeah, I learned a few like terms of things that I didn't know 
Um, it's probably like an eight. Because, I mean, there's all this, like, mysterious horse stuff. There's all of the, like, testy pony stuff with Ace. Yeah, I there's, there's a lot of... It's, like, very horse-centered, for sure. Yeah. And the horses all have, like, their own Yeah, there's, like, some characteristics. And, and there's, growth. like, some explanations of, like, horse behavior and... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, scale of one to ten ponies. Overall enjoyment. It's probably like an eight, too. I thought this was good. Um, I did like... I actually, like, enjoyed reading it, and I wasn't, like, spending a whole time just being, like, mad about the weird thing. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, like, I'm going to keep an eye out for, like, future sexism, since, like, we're going to get this, mm-hmm. like, rich, uh, rich girl character in the form of Link's daughter. But right now, like, yeah. we have, there really aren't too many other women in this book. There's kind of just Sam yeah. and then her grandma, who's just, like, an old lady, and, you know, Brenna. Yeah. But, um, so far, yeah. It, Which, a strong female character. Brenna. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, because she, like, she's, like, a bureaucrat, so she's, like, there in, like, her business outfit. But she also, like, has horses and does seem to, like, legitimately, like, have concern for them. Um, in the fact that, like, even though, like, Link can obviously pay to adopt a Mustang and her job is to try to get people to adopt more Mustangs, she doesn't want to give him one because she knows he'll mistreat it, you know? So she, mm-hmm. like, she definitely has, like, some scruples and stuff. Sam just has, like, an initial um, <clears throat> resentment and distrust for her because she, like, doesn't like the fact that, like, horses are being captured, period. Like, she's not into that mm-hmm. as, like, a concept. But, like, yeah. I don't know, Nevada doesn't really have any water. Like, some of the things that, like, Brynn yeah. is saying where she's like, yeah, sometimes we have to round them up because they're in a particular area where they're just going to die (laughs) so like we can't like are we just supposed to let them like die out in the desert there are times when that we have to take them in um yeah so i mean it's a complex issue um yeah well i do think that's the highest overall enjoyment maybe yeah i mean i would say i mean i did like i i think like other than this i liked like a little white horse i thought that one was pretty good um, yeah. But that's, like, more fantasy-ish. And, um... Yeah. I think the first horse I see was fairly well-written, but there were other issues with it. This one mm-hmm. I can, like, yeah. I can definitely... I can see them... I feel like they already, like, built up some pretty good character bases, so I could see them, like, yeah. getting a lot more complex relationships, which is, like, more interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that you're liking <laughs> it so far, because... I just loved it so well, much. And, and, and to have it, like, be relatively unproblematic compared to how fucking problematic a lot of the other books were is refreshing. Yeah, I mean, like, we have, like, our one, like, you know, kind of creepy dude character, but, like, everybody else also hates him. So, like, it's not like only that character is, like, seeing there's a problem. Everybody is like, fuck that guy. Um, yeah. And, like... The other guys in her life, like, I I guess are, like, a little protective, but they're not, like, it doesn't seem like it's just because she's, like, a girl. It's more that she's, like, a 13-year-old with a previous head injury. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I'm excited to see. Because, yeah, I definitely, like, remember some stuff, but there are, like, out- some outcomes and stuff that I don't really remember. Yeah. So I'm 
also like excited. I was tempted to just like look up and be like, "What happens?" But then I was like, "No, don't, Melanie, don't, you have to just wait and yourself. go on this journey." Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad um, that I did. Like that, I do actually think these are better written too, considering like how yeah. long this series is. Like reading yeah. like twenty four <laughs> like unicorns of Balinor books. I don't know if I could have done it. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I like also I like this writer definitely has like a a higher level of competency than. Yeah, I like her. I have one other book that was, like, a Mm one-off that she did that I got um, that uh, is more fantasy-based. It's about, like, Selkies. I mean, that sounds Um, cool. But I... It, I think that you might like that, actually. But maybe one day we can... Even though it's not horse-based. Um, she was, like, my favorite author at this point, so, um, I was a... You were, you were willing willing to stray away from the horse content. Yeah, they were a little bit older. I mean, like I think, yeah, they were more like later teens. Oh, anyway, there was there was one horse related but... uh, detail that they brought up in this book that I already knew from books I read when I was a little kid, which surprised me because normally I don't know anything. But they they talk about Link having um like spurs, like the Rowl spurs. Yeah. Um, in the um in some of the Tamora Pierce books. Peach Blossom, the horse, is, like, this horse that um, one of the characters gets who's, like, been treated bad previously. He's got a lot of, like, old scars, and he's just, like, a mean horse. Um, mm-hmm. And she, like, uses the the services of a wild mage to negotiate with the horse about, like, what under what terms he'd be willing to, like, be ridden by her. And one of his mm-hmm. stipulations is that she can't rowl him. Mm-hmm. Um, which are, like, the mean, like, pinchy kinds of spurs. So, like, when Link mm-hmm. showed up wearing those, I was like, oh, he's a dick. He's wearing the bad spurs. Yeah. I know I know what this means. <laughs> that is nice. You had the background I only knew to be able to pick out the bad well, man. Like, they're, you know, I'm sure that those are little details that, like, somebody who had a lot of horse knowledge would, like, that would mean something to them immediately, you know? But for once, I actually knew what that meant. I was like, oh. Those are the mean ones. Those are the ones that hurt your horse. They definitely can. For sure. Um, Do you have a horse story? Alright. Yeah, I totally was not... Yeah, main characters, I totally had not thought of one. (laughs) But then we were talking about stubborn horses, Ace being stubborn. Um, It reminded me of... I don't think I've talked about Tango yet. Um, He was one of our babies, and... Uh, he was, I think, our he was our fourth baby from Jazzy. And Tango was the most stubborn horse I have ever met in my entire life. And he was such a pain in the ass. Um, just as the whole time that we had him, he was just... He, he was feisty and he just, like, did not want to do things that you wanted to do. He just had one of those attitudes and he just, like, did not give a mm-hmm. fuck about people... And, which made it, like, hard because you couldn't, like, at least I, I think maybe my mom had, like, more of a connection with him, but he and I, like, did not connect because he was always just a shithead (laughs) and just, like, did not care about me. He was the first, like, baby that we had that, uh, I was cleaning their corral one time and, um, we had this, um... We had it set up so there was, like, one corral on one side of the house and one corral on the other, and this one had, like, a slope to it. 
Um, and they always fucking pooped at the bottom of the <laughs> slope. And so you had to take the um, manure cart down there and then like pushing it back up. I was like, how old was I? 12 or 13 at the time and very skinny <laughs> and um, not strong. But like pushing this manure cart up this hill was like the bane of my existence. But um, I was pushing it out and he was small. Like he was still... Um, Probably just a weanling. I don't even know if he was weaned yet. He might have still been uh, nursing with Jazzy. Um, But I was trying to push this fucking manure cart, this heavy-ass manure cart, up this hill. And my back was to him. And he um, reared up and, like, struck me in the back with his little hooves. Which he, he was small, but like they still weigh a yeah. lot. And like it hurt. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like we literally weren't interacting at you all. You just came over. I was and just going shit. along my business. Yeah. I was like, that's that just automatically I was like, okay, we're like not this is not gonna be a good relationship. But and when he got older and you could start writing him, so Missouri Fox Riders, they have a kind of like a natural gait like for the most part like you'd have to kind of train them just to get them to be do it like smoothly Mm -hmm. and like regularly um and some just like naturally do it and we'll just don't really need that much um tango he would not so their gates are i'm sure i talked about this but the flat foot walk uh the foxtrot and then their canter was like, we called it the rocking horse canter. So it was like up and down, up and down. Um, but he like would not flat walk or foxtrot like ever. He paced. And so a pace is where um, on one side of their body, they move both their back leg and their front leg forward at the same mm-hmm. time. So they're constantly just doing like this weird, <laughs> it's fucking weird. And like, it's not, like their natural rhythm for but for whatever reason like he would not ever do anything but a pace <laughs> and it was infuriating <laughs> but um he was also i learned basically um because with like um foals when they're being feisty or like um kind of what you can do is like basically p- pick them up and put them on their side to like settle them down um and he was just such a shithead that like my dad would have to do that with him like pick him up put him on his side it's not like you like throw them down you just pick him up lay him down (laughs) and then they're like um but he like he nailed my dad right in the balls one time (laughs) Because he was just being a shithead. And so my dad had picked him up and set him down. And he was just like, fuck you. And just like wailed on my dad. (laughs) And I had like, at this point in life, just didn't understand like what would happen to a man or a person. um, You didn't know how serious it was. (laughs) Yeah, it was like kind of, you know, I was like 12 or whatever at the time. So I had a vague understanding of like people would make jokes about being hit in the balls. But I had not witnessed it and the immediate effect. I used to work with a guy who, um, his dad only had one testicle because he'd been kicked in the junk by a horse and he lost one of them. Like, yeah. That, it's no joke. That, I had never also seen, like, my dad in, like, real pain. Mm -hmm. 
like and it was basically we were just like in the corral and he just wound up on like oh, all God. fours and was like oh <laughs> he was like don't look <laughs> so he had to you know do whatever he needed to do to to make sure they were oh, okay. God. And he was just like, don't look right now. I was like, I was, it was such a vulnerable, sad moment. And I was just like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I was like, oh shit, this is like real. <laughs> they weren't joking around about how it can like literally take a grown man down. <laughs> like all the way down. Oh my God. That was, yeah, that was... <laughs> only time I think when I was like a kid that I was like oh my father is vulnerable <laughs> I didn't think this could happen but that just like fucking tango those are just like two two moments but they're just such they're such tango moments um there's a classic I example I don't know what of tango behavior yeah I don't know, remember who we wound up selling him to but fucking tango man he was <laughs> Uh, what, what a, what a treat he was. It was good to podcast with you again. Um, I don't know about next week. Definitely, like, the, we can go back yeah, to the yeah, every, every two, two weeks, because it'll be Yeah, Mel- Melanie's, down, Melanie's job, just, like, there's always, like, three weeks at certain times of the year that are just awful. Yeah, it is hell. But... And then, you know, in theory, eventually it settles down. So we'll be able to, we'll be back to our regularly programmed podcasting. Yes. And it won't be And so I have, uh, I have still been working on the horse story for everybody. And I should have something that I could send to people next time. So I'll bring, I'll, I'll read a little excerpt for us next time. And then if you're interested in reading more, you can. Email us. Email us. I feel like take off of that. I can't wait. Okay, bye, everyone. It'll uh, be fine. Bye. She was the happiest. Happiest child. I didn't choose homeschool because of anxiety. 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 Because of anxiety.